When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Yeah. I had to fail. It's Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross. We're back on the Final Word Daily. Programs are going to make every day of the England-South Africa Test Series. We're here at Lords for the first test that begins tomorrow. We're here... For the Advanced Hair Studio, the world leaders in hair restoration, uh, jump on advancedhairstudio.com forward slash final word for your 15% off. We'll talk more about them in a moment. Uh, Daniel, lovely to be back. We've both had a a bit of time off. You've been doing some white ball, I've been doing some travel. And here we are ready for another test series. The first time these teams have met in this country since 2017. It's marvellous, isn't it? It's great to be back in the second oldest test venue in London here at Lords and uh, Douglas Jardine, I'm sure, would approve. Uh, just, you can smell the red leather ball, can't you, already? I've done quite a bit of 100, and it's been quite entertaining on occasion, especially once the women arrived and to beef the competition up. But it, no matter how many 48-ball hundreds you see, I want to see what could well be a 48-ball hundred the way England are playing in a test match. Mm. And it's a really exciting contest between these two because we've seen England adopt a very different approach to their test cricket in the first four matches, which now seem like an age ago. What yeah. was it, like the 6th of 7th of July or so, the last game? Um, but every time they come up against a new opponent, it's working out whether that style's going to work. Um, it's seeing whether these balls have changed. We're going to have to discuss that because there's talk that they, they may have improved a little bit. And if so, what happens also if England bowl or bat first? We've not seen them bat first. Well, we might know- it be the case of South Africa take the view that they want to engineer the test match so yeah. that England bat first. Very unusual to want it to play out that way, but, I mean, if you're trying to do what your 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 enemy wants you to do least, then, then presumably England will go out tomorrow wanting to bowl if they win the toss. Unusual as it is at a ground like this. Yes, I mean, at Lords you do get that sort of look up, not down thing, and if it's grey and cloudy, then they might, they might want to bowl anyway, um, South Africa. But, you know, the way England have played has been about framing the game around doesn't matter how many you get in your first innings, no, most notably at Trent Bridge when yeah. the New Zealanders got 550, they then bat accordingly to get to that total and beyond to give themselves time to win the game. That's all they're interested in. How does that work if you're setting the total? Yeah. Do you go? Do you need to go slower? Do you think about going slower or do you still go hell for leather? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see. Well, we did see in the Lions game, the warm-up game last week, which Dean Elgar um, sort of shit-canned today saying you read nothing into this. They went at 5.72 runs and over, tallying 670-odd or, or something like that. Yep. Um, so I suppose the price signal is filtering down to the level below and into the, probably the, the county championship as well. If you want to play test cricket, this is the way you're going to have to play it in this mode. And, and that's been... 
in a way the main talking point ahead of this series. We've seen uh, Dean Elgar ask repeatedly, and Rick Nokia as well, but Dean Elgar specifically around Bazball, that term, that jargon that is now becoming quite frustrating. We've said it so often, but uh, his response, Elgar, was that we'll play our way, they can play their way, and we reckon our way works better. Um, ben Stokes, when asked about it at his press, co press conference today about Elgar's comments, so we're being asked about comments of comments of comments, uh, <laughs> went back and said, well, he says he doesn't care too much, but he can't shut up talking about it, um, which uh, nice little slap across the face there. But, yeah, it feels like this this uh, this, this competing philosophy, it's ideological almost, mm. that, that South Africa are not going to try and um, chase England at five and over. They're going to play their way. Well, of all the sides in world cricket, South Africa have got the strongest reputations for being exceptionally conservative. And they always have done, you know, yep. since they came back in, uh, under, even under Hansi Kronje's, uh, captaincy, but especially under Graham Smith, you know, the sort of the Gary Kirsten approach of just grind and grind and grind. That's the way they play. And they've got a lot of confidence in their bowling attack. They think they've got a really good crop of fast bowlers. And they think that if England try to play that kind of what they term as reckless and aggressive way, they'll come unstuck. But, you know, it was interesting, wasn't it? Because this is going all the way through the system. Sam Billings, in his comments, yeah. he was winding up Dean Elgar a little bit. He was saying, you know, uh, Dean Elgar says he's, he's not going to change his approach regardless of the, the way England played. Well, we've just played like that, and we're not we're the second best team. If that we're the second best team, we've just trounced them by an innings. So there's a bit of needle, there's a bit of winding up, and and you can see why because if South Africa get the chance to play at their groove and in their groove, they have over the years in England, notwithstanding the last series they played maybe in 2017, but before that, it's been very difficult for England to beat South Africa. They, they've played in a certain way, in a relentless way. And I think this is kind of like just a, a way to try and get under their skin and say, do something different, knowing that South Africans, they don't feel very adaptable. Mm. So if you're asking them to adapt, you might actually get them to fall in a heap. Uh, so here was that, I was at the press conference earlier for Ben Stokes and Dean Elgar. We'll, we'll hear from Stokes first about, uh, about Elgar's comments and then Elgar in response to Stokes about himself, if you can work that out. Here they are. <laughs> Look, we're, the opposition seems to be doing a lot of the talking at the moment about it. We don't really speak about that much. We just concentrate on what we do. You know, we've got a style of play. They've got a style of play. Um, at the end of the day, it's back against ball. Whoever plays best over a test match is, you know, more than likely to win. But you know, we don't dive into it too much. But happy for Dean and the South African team to keep saying they're not interested, but then also keep talking about it. So, yeah. <laughs> Bad ball. Um, ben Stokes, so he was surprised you guys are talking about <laughs> um, With all due respect, I'm really not going to entertain um, that anymore. Um, we've, we've chatted about it long and hard. Um, yeah, I just want to crack on with the cricket. Uh, I think uh, the game deserves that respect. Um, mudslinging is, is now a thing of the past for, for me. And um, yeah, we're not going to go back and forth anymore around that. So Dean Elgar, pretty clear there. He doesn't want to talk about it at all. He isn't going to add uh, fuel to that fire in the lead-up to the Test match tomorrow. What we do know is that England are effectively unchanged. One change from the side that beat India, Sam Billings coming out. But Ben Folks, the Surrey wicketkeeper, replacing him as the first choice, as he was in the first three Test matches of the summer. Well, the first two and a half until he went down with COVID-19. But um, from Stokes' perspective and the words he used... Uh, if you're in a winning team and you've won four in a row, it's your shirt. You deserve to be there, which really, I think, is just bolstering um, that, that argument that Zach Crawley should still be here. Yes, it's very much doing that, isn't it? Uh, and also Matt Potts, for that matter, because Ollie Robinson 
has yeah. been proving his fitness and bowled very well in that Lions game. And he also, I've got to say, looks fitter. You know, if you see Ollie Robinson now, it's a different looking Ollie Robinson from the one that played um, uh, certainly against the Australians. So uh, it's, it's a vote of confidence in Potts and it's a big vote of confidence in Crawley. We, it's our job, I'm afraid, will be keeping our eyes very closely on Crawley because yeah. he hasn't had a particularly good run of form. I, I spoke to Rory Dollard about this yesterday and, and he makes a strong case for Crawley. He says, look, he fits in perfectly to the style that England want to play. Um, he has made hundreds. Uh, he has recently, and I, I think we both noticed this in the last innings that he played, He's just started to, to flex his front knee. This is getting a bit mm. technical here, but a lot of his problems have been playing with a very stiff front leg and yep. pushing the, the bat out ahead. And so like a, there's quite a small technical tweak that might allow him to move into the ball. And the other thing I noticed in that last innings, um, he was bold leaving it. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh, the opening partnership put on over 100, facing needing 370-odd to win. India thought that they were home and host. And Lees and Crawley came out. And Lees was actually more aggressive than Crawley. So, again, I hesitate to use the word basball, but basball is not all not the same thing to all people. And so Crawley's not encouraged just to go out there and smash the ball. Crawley's encouraged to be the best version of himself. And I think I'm starting to see signs of Crawley learning on the job. Your biggest fear when you watch a player is if they get out the same way over and over again. Ollie Pope gets out a million different ways because he's so good he's got so many shots. Crawley and James Vince... Both were getting out in exactly the same way. Now, I'm just seeing signs that Crawley's coming to terms with that. It looks to me like he's going to get three tests, but if England lose the first two test matches, then they may decide that in the third test they, they feel that they've got to make a change. They might make a change to James Vince, but that's a whole other, yeah. whole other thing. And Crawley's been playing um, white ball cricket here for London Spirit, and they've been going, OK, so uh, the extent that you want to draw parallels between uh, form in white ball and red ball cricket, it's there if you want. Uh, James Anderson hasn't been playing white ball cricket for years and years and years, which contributes to the fact that he's going to be, is it the first fast bowler over the age of 40 for half a century or something like that. Um, either way, it's a remarkable achievement. He's still fit as a fiddle. Um, hearing from Stokes this morning saying that from Anderson's perspective, this isn't some farewell summer. He's got plenty of uh, gas still in the tank. Uh, and Anderson will be uh, playing against an opponent that he knows so well, having uh, taken the field against South Africa in this country some 19 summers ago. Yeah, look, he desperately, not desperately, wants to keep going. He sees no reason to not keep going. And he's said he's on record saying he's enjoying his cricket more than ever we we were in the same hotel as him up at Headingley yeah. and I don't think I've ever seen him more enthused by what he's doing well, what was that comment he said to us he wishes he was 30 mm -hmm. because he wishes he was going into a dressing room with loads and loads of cricket ahead of him he's mindful that you know he's not going to be playing when he's 50 of course no. but yeah that, I agree it's that he is buzzing this isn't sort of cynical uh, Wary old James Anderson, live James Anderson yeah. sitting in the corner angry with the world, that, that kind of cliche he's built around himself. This is like boyish Anderson. He's ready to roll. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It's really weird to watch because uh, I sort of challenged him on this. Oh, come on. You know, you've seen it all now. You've seen it all in 19 years. There's nothing new. And he said, no, no, no. This is, this is different. I've never been happier, basically. I've never been in a happier dressing room. I've never been enjoying my cricket more. And Look, he's got his eyes on the ashes as well next year. Yeah. If there was, if he was thinking of a farewell, it might be that. But I don't think he is. I don't. It's not the way his brain works is to think about a farewell. There's a whole load of things he wants to do, and it's not just statistical. It's not just becoming the first fast bowler to get over 700. It's not you know getting past the late great Shane Warne. Those are things that we think about. 
it's a, he's really enjoying playing cricket. He's really enjoying trying out new deliveries. It's amazing to think, isn't it? Hmm. But that's probably what we talk about there being too much cricket. James Anderson plays at most 12 test matches in a year, and he never plays all of them. Yeah. And he'll probably play three or four times for Lancashire in four-day games and maybe two or three warm-up games if they even schedule those. So that is the amount of cricket he's going to play, and he can manage himself on that basis. Whereas, you know, you look at someone like Joe Root, and he's trying to work out, you know, do I want to be in the IPL? I've got all the 50-over comps to play. I've got all the test matches as well. Maybe uh, in the T20 team, but isn't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Th those kind of cricketers have got all those things to worry about. But it's no coincidence, is it, that Anderson and Broad are still going strong at their age because they're not doing all those other things. So, um, and I'm not for one minute suggesting, by the way, that other cricketers should follow their example. It's you play the cricket you want to play, and you get paid the money that you can get. I mean, that's the way it works. And Stokes himself said today he wants to play till he's 40 as well. He wants Anderson to serve as an inspiration to fast bowlers around the world that if they manage their bodies well and manage their minds well, that anything might be possible. Speaking of fast bowlers and preparation, uh, Keisa Rabada hasn't had much of that because they only played one two a game. He's got that, that thingy ankle at the moment. Uh, he, I doubt they're going to practice properly today. It's been raining most of the mm. afternoon, so it feels unlikely he will play. I'm not for a heartbeat saying they'll play two spinners, but they might be just tempted to think about it for five yeah. minutes because Maharaj and Harmer bowled out Bangladesh twice in two test matches. They're the last two test matches that South Africa played. We've had so much attention on the Proteas off the field with what's going on with CSA, what's going on with these franchises being bought up by IPL teams, about them forfeiting a one-day series later this year against Australia, about having to go through the repper charge to make the 50-over World Cup last year. But just quietly, they're becoming quite a decent test team. They beat India 2-1. Uh, they won well. They won one test match against New Zealand in New Zealand, and then Which thumped, is not easy. No, not at all. No, and, no and then they thumped that. Bangladesh in, in two days, uh, twice in a row, or thereabouts, with Harmer and Maharaj. And Harmer, with his extraordinary record in England, you couldn't mm. completely rule it out. If Rabada isn't playing, they might go well. Uh, he, he might be uh, at a ground he knows so well, a, a decent option. Well, pick your pick your best bowlers. And the thing is, they've got a little bit of an opportunity here in the likes of Pekarquayo or yep. Pretorius. They've also got Marco Janssen, yep. the tall left armer. Probably the most likely to play is Marco Janssen over a lot. Oh, you would think so, yeah, but along with Nokia. Yep. Uh, if you're countering a side that comes at you hard, then Simon Harmer's a pretty good weapon to have, isn't he? And I guess a lot would depend on the toss because you'd want to be bowling fourth. And that's sort of yep. what England want to be doing as well. So if you pick the two spinners and you're sort of playing into England's hands, but you might actually be going like calling their bluff and saying, come on then, let's see what you can do. It's been really, really dry uh, in England the last six weeks. The one counter I would say to this is I remember Lawrence Booth saying this back in 2019, I think it was, when we had quite a, a long dry spell leading into the ashes after yeah. the wet World Cup. And the pitches were not dry because they get heavily watered. You know, we're here at every game and we see just how many hundreds of thousands of gallons get spewed onto these uh, grounds, these outfields. So I don't think it's going to be dry, abrasive surfaces. It's, 19, it's not no. 1976 anymore, you know? No, it, it isn't. Um, and Lords, I'm not sure about. But I would say for Old Trafford, which does have a reputation for taking spin, abrasive surface, and the Oval, which has been taking some spin, even in the 100 matches, there's been an appreciable yeah. turn. So those two games, I think it's more likely. So I'd say at Lords, especially when they turn up tomorrow, the forecast is for it to be grey and overcast, for some thundery downpours, that you'd be a very brave man to select two spinners at Lords tomorrow. Um, 
but give it a week and I think we might see him in, in tandem at Old Trafford. Isn't it very English that we've had a heat wave between these two test series and it's been pouring with rain today but it's fine at the moment and hopefully it'll be fine for enough of the next five days. We'll be here at Lords, Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross for Advanced Test Studio. Uh, go and support them, advancedtestudio.com forward slash final word for 15% off the world leaders in hair restoration. Get your hair. He's going to get his hair done. We've pretty much committed to this now. But between now and the end of the season, we'll get you one of these free consultations and you will, you will be away. And I can't wait. Uh, all right, enough from us. Until tomorrow. Bye. I had to go about it.